Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon, recording live from the Nat Mobile. Janae uh, Studios is uh, being lended out right now. Plugging along here in the Nat Mobile. Not with the Natterhorn, though. Solo Dolo. Uh, heading to San Clemente Municipal Golf Course. Uh, just finished up a little yoga this morning. Gotta get loose. Um, pretty fired up. Uh, got got new clubs last week. Uh, I think my score has gotten worse since the new clubs. Um, so I might have to return them. So shot terrible a couple days ago. Canyon course, just second the ball left the fairway, it was basically falling off a cliff, I had no chance, shot like a 196 probably, um, anyway, let's, uh, let's hop into it, so, the Natterhorn sometimes has an issue with how I smell, and, yeah, that's fair, that's fair, I'm not, I'm not a big deodorant guy, maybe, you know, deodorant once a month, um, I don't like cologne, but she's she's very adamant I put cologne on. So she got me a natural cologne, whatever that means. I I don't know what natural cologne means, but if you call something natural, I just feel better about it. Natural wine, no idea what that means, but I don't feel like a scumbag when I'm drinking it, that's for sure, because it's natural. Um, so I had a client meeting and I didn't think I smelled. And to be fair, she didn't think I smelled either, but she wanted me to smell good for the meeting. But the meeting was with another dude and we were grabbing lunch and all and she grabbed the bottle of cologne. She sprayed cologne on me. And I don't know, I was kind of shook. Like meeting up with some other random guy for lunch and now I I smell like I put cologne and perfume all over myself. Kind of a weird look. Do we love putting on cologne prior to client meetings? See, I definitely felt weird about it, but at the same time, you can't argue that when you have a little smell good on you, you have a little bit of swag. Adds to the confidence level a little bit. Shit gets done. Um... On the flip side, I just just feel weird about it. Like, I feel like I should only be putting on cologne if I'm going out to, like, a nice dinner with the Natterhorn. Um, so I'm out on it. I'm, I'm gonna... I'm out on cologne prior to client meetings. Um, what else do we have on here? Oh! So this is another thing I've been thinking about recently. So, these curbside pickup parking spots, I I know they maybe had them prior to COVID, but they've really taken over since COVID. Um, I want to go on the record here. I, I think the United States does a good job of being handicap accessible, and I think that's a good thing. I've been to some places where... If you're in a wheelchair, you're screwed. Like, you're, 
you can't live a normal life and I think it's good that people have that opportunity to do so. That being said, it is infuriating when you go into a parking lot, there's no spots, but there's two wide open handicap spots. I'd never park there, never will, not even because of the ticket thing, just I think it's good that we have them, but you can't you can't say that you're not like, oh man, I wish I could park there. Like, of course you do. And that's totally normal. Don't shame yourself for that. Don't don't suppress that. So I the point being I'm noticing the same thing is happening with all these curbside pickup things. And that I I feel like you can bend on. Um like I said, would never take a handicap spot. Curbside pickup? Eh, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I slid in there last week. Felt good. Um, if anything, maybe the curbside pickup spot should be further away from the store. Let people get some walking in. Stop taking up so much prime real estate. Like, if you're that concerned about going into the store, maybe you should have it delivered. I don't know. And, you know, there's got to be some type of statute of limitations on uh, illegally taking a curbside spot. Like, you you don't park in the curbside spot and catch a movie. Unacceptable. We'll not stand for it. I mean, if you're running in and out, in and out, in and out. That's all I'm saying. I don't think that that's big of a deal. I think... I think if you can be in and out in nine minutes or less, you should be able to park in the curbside spot. I don't even know if you can get a ticket for it now that I think about it. It's not like I've seen signs. It's more just like, please don't park here. But, like... You go to the mall, some of these places, it's like, it looks like they have an entire lot for curbside pickup. Like, there's like eight spots open. So, I I say go for it. Do we love parking in the curbside spot when we're not supposed to? Fuck yeah. Alright, let's see what else we have on the agenda. I've uh, I've been bad at taking notes. I feel like I've had a lot of things that I've wanted to get off my chest, but I forget to write it down. Maybe I've just been being more upfront and honest with people and getting it off my chest in front of them as opposed to having to hide behind the, the, shoot, what's the, not like a drape, but but not a mask, the veil, the veil of the pod, there we go. Um, Do we love being asked to have our cameras on during meetings? Um... Believe it or not, I'm actually a fan of this. I'm a big camera on guy. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a little weird when I have my camera on, but the person I'm meeting with doesn't. Well, I should say it was weird. Now it's not. Like I, I almost thrive on it. I just feel like it's such a power move. Like you can either feel uncomfortable about it, or you can kind of flip it and be like, "You're a little bitch." I'm not afraid to have my camera on. So I'm going to dominate this meeting. Um, so I'm a big camera on guy. Uh, one thing I did like is 
Uh, my company kind of nipped it in the bud right off, right off the bat. Like a week into working remote, they said for internal meetings, the standard is the camera is on. Like you, you have to have your camera on, which I kind of like because it's like if I'm in a, like a Zoom and there's like 20 people on there and five have their camera on, it's just it's just a come on, man. You know, you, you got to – it gives you a little bit more of the human touch. Um, that being said, I have never used a digital background, never will. I don't care if you see my uh, lightweight baby poster on the wall in the background. That's just who I am. I ain't hiding anything. I, I'm not going to take the time to learn how to make the digital force field or whatever it is behind you. All of a sudden, your hair starts looking weird and you get pixelated. I don't, I don't care what your bedroom looks like. If anything, I kind of want to know, like what, what's the big secret? Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a camera on no digital background. Let it rip. Let that hair down. Let it flow. Um, I think that's all we have on the, the docket today. North Carolina beat Duke. Coach K is dead. I mean, there's no... His his retirement tour was absolutely absurd. Anybody who renounces, announces your retirement a year in advance, kind of weird. Um, not really a fan of it. I mean, I love David Ortiz. Even when he did it, I was just like, dude, like, just retire. Kobe did it. Like, I get, you know, like, come on. Tim Duncan, he was the freaking man about it. He didn't, he didn't announce anything. And then uh, when he told the Spurs he was retiring, he just didn't show up to his retirement press conference. I like that move. Um, Coach K might have to come back. Your last game ever you lose to North Carolina in the Final Four, I think he's got to come back. That's that's a, John Shire. Take take a seat, buddy. <laughs> he's coming back. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a uh, I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I, when I was a young and I I definitely rooted for Duke growing up. I liked those old teams with Jay Williams and Duhon and Shane Battier and Mike Dunleavy. And, um, but now I'm a Providence guy. Can't root for either. But it was an exciting game. Uh, Duke actually poorly coached at the end. They were down three, and their guy went up for a, a two-point for, like, two points with ten seconds left. And then the plan looked like was to hit the two-pointer foul and then get them to the line. But the guy missed his free throws. So, yeah, it, it was a it was a poorly poor end to the game. Um, but anyway, thanks for uh, joining. And... Uh, Catch you next time.